0: Good morning, and welcome to another edition of Ask BBB. Ask BBB is produced by the Better Business Bureau serving Western Ontario.
1: Ask BBB presents information about accredited businesses so that consumers are better informed. On this morning's program, we will bring you information on how you can protect yourself online with National Password Day coming up early next week.
0: Your washer-dryer has broken down. Can it be repaired, or should you just buy a new one? This morning, we'll talk to an appliance repairman who will help us to make that determination.
1: And another appliance that you may love to use in your home is your vacuum. So this morning, we welcome Steve Babar of Aris London. So, Steve, welcome to Ask BBB.
2: Thank you for having me.
1: So there's tons of choices out there when it comes to vacuum cleaners. Um, probably one of the biggest things that people wonder is choices and differences between canisters and upright vacuums. Is that really just down to a personal preference or is there really a difference because those seem to be like the two categories that you find the most?
2: Well, there is a a kind of a personal preference here, but uh, at the same time, you've got to understand that uh, what you want to really do with it, what's your need. Uh, So with uprights, it's more like if you were on a one floor level, probably suit you better. Whereas a canister, if you had uh, multi-floors, you would want to kind of move it around. It's easy to move around. You've got to consider the weight factor. Uh, Again, with uprights, you have a restriction of going under stuff. uh, Whereas with a canister, uh, you're a little more flexible with that. You can kind of go under things and stuff like that. So, yes, it is a kind of a personal uh, preference thing. Uh, But I personally always recommend a canister, which you can do much more with. You're able to kind of change the attachments and stuff, which is uh, much more useful than uh, you can even do your car with it for that matter. Mm-hmm.
1: So other than, you know, upright or canister, are there any other important things to consider when you're thinking about buying a vacuum?
2: Well, one one of the main things I would think about, and this is again talking from a product that I sell, uh, so that is is uh, being able to service it. So you want to really know when you buy a product whether – you have issues and problems where do you go okay and and whether it's uh, you know what are the warranties like uh, sometimes warranties are not the greatest so who takes care of these warranties and uh, you know where do you have to go for it to get those warranties and not you know calling a 1-800 number
0: so that would be one of the things that you consider and, and that you ask about when you buy the vacuum is yes. is how and who is uh, going to service it Uh, Some older appliances seem to have lasted forever, and uh, we've got a vacuum at home that's about 40 years old. Do they still make them (laughs) to last that long, Steve? Well, like even our product
2: now, I mean, if you go and look at the Aeros, which is formerly Electrolux, really. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, if you go and you bought a vacuum in in 1924, uh, you probably – some of them are still kicking around working, okay? You can get parts for them. Uh, like the hoses and stuff. But saying that, again, the uh, other uh, vacuums that came out, you know, when they changed to plastics and stuff, yes, they, they do not last you as long. But then again, what uh, if you get something 20, 25 years, it's great. Yeah. I mean, they're not going to last you 40 years like the earlier ones, but – you can still expect to get uh, – uh, I mean, you can still service a vacuum cleaner that's 35 years old. You can bring it in. Pots are available. No problems.
1: Wow. So you really – the warranty does become important then, Good. right? Absolutely. And especially if you're trying to be eco-friendly. We don't want to be able to throw –
2: Absolutely. Out- that is one of the important things is, is uh, the amount of uh, vacuum cleaners you see lying out when you go out on garbage days. Yeah. I mean, it's amazing that you see all the stuff lined around. And it's all going to our landfills. So, yes, I think it's a very important factor that uh, we kind of keep that thing going if we can
0: uh, for the next 20, 25 years. Okay. We, we've talked about uprights and uh, canisters. What about the central vac systems? Are they still popular? And, and uh- They are. They are. Uh, but, again, it's, again, based on uh, some people have
2: a central vac in their house and did never, never use it. It's just a matter of not getting used to it. They just kind of like the way the canister flows. They find it easier. And there are others who love it. So, again, it's a personal preference thing. So, yes, they're great. Uh, You know, the dirt is out of your house. Your dirt is, uh, you know, not, uh, basically, you don't, uh, uh, any dust or anything, you're kind of eliminating it. If you've got, especially if you've got it uh, installed in your garage. And you could also have it in your basement. uh, But again, then you can vent it out. Uh, Or you could put a filtration on the exhaust so uh, can they be retrofitted in an older home they can they can but again it, uh, each situation has to be looked at so uh, they can they can go through return airs and stuff like that the pipes can be put in uh, but again, again it has to be really taken a look at and to see if it can be done
1: so another thing you know to your point about Dust getting out of the house. People are concerned about allergy issues. Yeah. So, when you think about whether it's a vacuum or, um, you know, even a central unit, mm-hmm. what are things that we can consider when we're making decisions if allergies are a concern?
2: Well, if you do have allergies, uh, I would uh, recommend going with a hepa filtration. Now, when I say hepa filtration, you've got to. There are different kinds of uh, <laughs> hepa filtrations out there, but. Try to look for something that says a true HEPA. Uh, what that really means is is uh, it's actually exhausting all that dust through that HEPA and not everywhere else. So uh, you want to make sure just having a HEPA media on a vacuum doesn't really make it HEPA filter. So, so you want to make sure that you, you're going with a product that's well-researched and tested uh, and it's a true HEPA filtration. And if you really have allergies, uh, I have other solutions. So you can well, always come and see me and I can.
0: Well, perhaps a, a good time to talk about some of those other products and services that uh, you offer through ARIS.
2: Yes. Well, we're very big into uh, uh, air purification at the moment. So uh, if you do have allergies, you do have issues uh, with odors and smells and stuff. Uh, we do have solutions for it, and uh, when we talk about uh, these products, they are fully tested. Uh, they're not third-party tests that are run that we show up with. These are our own tests that we do, uh, and also they are approved. Uh, they, a lot of these products are developed with NASA, so uh, some of them have the technology that is actually used on the space stations.
0: So you actually come into the home and test the air? We will. We will. If
2: uh, if really it's a real issue, we will go and we'll check the quality of the air and and, uh, recommend uh, uh, the air purification and the size of the uh, air purifier that they need, yeah. How do people get in touch with you for airs? Uh, Well, they can walk right into the store or they can go online. Uh, They can go if they're looking for air purification. They can go to com. Or if they're looking for the uh, surface, uh, which is vacuum cleaners, they can go to Aris on erishome.com. And you're still on Warren. Now, we're still on Warren, Cliff. Uh, we'll be moving, yes. So I'm just waiting for when this takes place with the city. So, uh, yes, uh, just keep my phone number for, for people who want to know where I am. Uh, the phone number will not change, uh, So, but location will be changing soon. What's the phone number? 519 uh, 432 8367.
0: Thank you very much, Steve. Oh, thank you for having me. You're listening to to Ask BBB, and our guest has been Steve Babar of Eris, London, an accredited business with the Better Business Bureau with an A-plus rating. Search the Ask BBB directory, and you'll find them under Vacuum.
1: We'll return in a moment with tips on what to do when an appliance breaks down.
0: Welcome back to Ask BBB. I'm Jim Swan with Monica Brass, who is the communications manager with BBB serving Western Ontario.
1: And now we want to welcome to Ask BBB Alex Pantia, who is the manager with Fixem All Appliances Limited. Alex, welcome to the show today. Thanks for having me. When we think about the most common things that break down, um, what is it that Fixem All is regularly called to repair?
3: Well, it really depends on the appliance. So, for example, on dishwashers, um, draining issues are very common. Um, for fridges, cooling or defrost issues. Uh, washers, usually draining and spinning issues. And on dryers, usually heating or venting issues.
1: So, does fix them all actually fix all of those different things?
3: We try our very best to do so, uh, if it's economical, of course.
0: How do you determine whether it's going to be uh, economical? Can you do that over the phone when they make a call? Um, Besides it doesn't work or it's making a funny noise, what kind of
3: information do you seek from them? Um, So obviously it's important to know the brand when you're calling in. Um, Approximately how old it is. Um, And obviously the model number so we can uh, look up the parts.
1: So the decision sometimes householders are going to face then, like you were saying, is repair it or replace it. So somebody is wondering whether they choose to repair or replace the item. What are some of the advantages then of repairing?
3: One advantage is to try and save money for the customer. Obviously, it's on everyone's minds when they call in whether it would be worth it or not to repair. And the other advantage is, um, obviously, we're in a time where people don't like to waste things um, for the environment. One, that's on their minds, the disposal of the of the appliance. And two is whether or not we can save some money for them.
0: How do we determine that? And can you actually make an estimate over the phone or do you have to go out and is there a basic service charge just to go out and have a look at the
3: situation. Uh, How does that work, Alex? Uh, For sure. So when a customer calls in for a repair, um, obviously the more details we get about the appliance, uh, the problem and the history of the appliance, um, uh, the better for us to determine whether or not it would be economical for the customer to go ahead with a repair. On that note, if it's even worth it to come out for a service called diagnostic.
0: Are there some brands... uh, that have particular things that happen and that you know once you hear the brand name and the age of the appliance that you can kind of tell what's probably going to be wrong with it and, and the kind of repair that uh, and cost that
3: might be needed? For the brand, not so much. Um, I mean, most of them are, in today's day, they're made kind of the same. Um, for specific appliances as dryers and washers and fridges. Most of the, like I said before, there's common issues that we see day to day.
1: So when somebody chooses, okay, I'm going to have a repair done, is it done on site or is the appliance taken away and then returned at another time? Like, how does that work?
3: As we only service the major appliances, we only offer the on-site repairs. Uh, Obviously, that's because of the big appliances. We don't want to move them out and move them back in. That would take so much time. Um, So usually we do on-site repair. Um, We'll come up for a diagnostic. If it's a small part, usually we'll have it on hand. If it's a bigger repair, we'll order the part in um, from our supplier and then come back either the next day or the following day for the repair.
1: And then I'm assuming, you know, you would have to make an appointment and um, meet somebody at home to be able to come in and do the repair.
3: Yes. So the way we schedule is usually in a four hour window. So those windows are usually 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. and 1 p.m. to 5 p.m. Um, in those times, we do give a call ahead. Um, usually, it's ten to fifteen minutes, but we try to accommodate everyone. So, obviously, people taking needing to take time off work, um, we try our best to accommodate them. Either give them a shorter window, or if they need a bigger call ahead to meet us at home, um, and of course, we do we do service on Saturdays as well uh, when needed for for customers, and as well as if after five p.m.
1: Oh, that's really convenient. So, are there any guarantees on the parts then of that are t- you know that are included as part of the repair?
3: Yes. So, um, for the parts, um, so they're all manufacturer parts, the ones that we install and use. Um, so, they usually do come with a ninety-day warranty. Um, some even one year, depending on the part.
0: Alex, besides repairs, you offer installation services as well at uh, Fixemall. Is this something that's more in demand since the arrival of the big box
3: stores for sure that's that's definitely it has been in demand more in demand in the last uh, I'd say a couple of years few years um, so we do we do offer installation for all of the major appliances
1: are there um, standard service call charges for repairs as well
3: Yes, so our our standard uh, service call fee um, would be $100. Um, So that would be for the first visit, diagnostic, and 20 minutes of labor for the first visit, and as well as our 30-day labor warranty. Um, And then moving forward, if they decide to move forward with the repair, uh, if we do need to come back, um, it would be $80 an hour for the labor rate, uh, prorated, which means... If our tech is only there for 15 to 20 minutes, that's the time they actually get charged for.
0: So it's a, a pretty big decision when uh, somebody considers whether or not they're going to have that uh, appliance re- repaired. Uh, how do you give counsel then to people when they call in and they uh, uh, have this common problem? Uh, you walk them through what it's going to take and, and how how that appliance will perform once it's repaired.
3: For sure. So obviously, that's a big question uh, for consumers whether it's worth it or not. Um, that's uh, that's a question on how old the appliance is. Um, you know, has it happened before? How many times have you repaired it? And how much money have you already put into it, if any? Um, depending on also how much money they spent on the appliance as an indicator of whether or not it would be worth it because repairs can be hefty and. Cost even more than a new appliance, so um, I guess our, our technicians will obviously be, you know, profound in letting you know uh, whether it's worth it or not, and they'll be very honest with you. Well,
0: Alex, we want to thank you very much for taking time to be with us uh, now uh, to give us some insight into appliance uh, repair. For sure. Thank Thanks for so much. Me. You're listening to Ask BBB, and our guest has been Alex Pentilla, who is the manager at fix em all Appliances. fix em all Appliances is an accredited business with the Better Business Bureau with an A-plus rating, and you can search under the BBB directory under Appliance Repair, and you'll find them.
1: We'll return in a moment to ask you a question. When did you last change your passwords?
0: Welcome back to Ask BBB. Ask BBB is produced by the Better Business Bureau serving southwestern Ontario and provides information to help uh, realize BBB's vision of an ethical marketplace where buyers and sellers trust each other. I'm Jim Swan.
1: And I'm Monica Brass.
0: As we report on some of the scams that are out there, one of the things that we notice is that scammers are looking for ways to hack into your accounts. If you have easy-to-guess passwords, that feat can be accomplished without too much hard work. Of
1: course, once they have your information, they can go to town on all of your accounts. So it's really important to make sure your passwords are strong and effective and that they are changed regularly. That's why BBB designates a Change Your Password Day each year. You should probably change your passwords more frequently than once a year, but even that helps keep scammers at bay.
0: And that uh, Change Your Password Day is coming up this Monday, the 16th of March, right? Correct. This will be the fifth annual National Change Your Password Day, so it's an opportunity to both remind and encourage business and consumers to practice proactive cybersecurity.
1: Passwords are an integral part of our digital lives and are used to help secure important personal information. However, with 73% of users repeating the same password for multiple online accounts and the majority not creating a strong password at all, there are millions of people whose confidential information is one hacker away from being compromised and placing them at risk of falling victim to identity theft.
0: So, this is the fifth annual Change Your Password Day, and we've probably been over all of this information a few times, Monica, but it it seems that we just can't repeat it enough. So, uh, how many accounts does the average person have?
1: Well, a study in the UK found that the average person has about 118 accounts, the most common are social media platforms like Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram.
0: A lot has changed over the last few years, and we're doing a lot more online shopping.
1: In fact, more than 90% of consumers are shopping online. So that means you probably have an Amazon, maybe an eBay, and even other retail accounts online, plus bank accounts and bill payment portals. Now, a lot of those online accounts are probably inactive or not used very often, but every single one has a personal information tied to them in some way, even credit card information.
0: So we said that the average person has about 118 accounts How long is it going to take us to change passwords for all of them?
1: Right. That's not likely going to happen. So what BBB suggests is that you take National Password Day seriously and put aside time to change the passwords of the top three accounts that you would not want to get hacked. Then create strong passwords that vary across the account. That means a different one for each of these three and make them different so that it's difficult to guess. One thing to keep in mind is that every extra character in your password increases the difficulty of that account being compromised.
0: So what are some of the tips then to, to make a strong password?
1: Well, it has to be between eight and 13 characters. You can use a combination of upper and lowercase letters, numbers, and symbols. You could use words in another language or unusual movie titles that you'll be able to remember. Avoid words found in the
0: dictionary. Well, the dictionary has thousands and thousands of words. You'd think that that would make thousands and thousands of good suggestions.
1: That is true, Jim. But today's computer can skim through the entire dictionary in a matter of seconds. And if your password is a match, it'll trigger that match and the hacker is into your account. By the same token, don't use family and pet names. Hackers can find these names online very easily. Avoid using birth dates. And avoid adding a number or letter to the last password that you had. Create something new.
0: And all of this is to help us prevent being hacked. Any other suggestions?
1: Well, review your online accounts. If you haven't used the account for a year, consider deleting it. Scammers do great harm with dormant or inactive accounts. And close all the accounts that use or are associated with money, credit cards, or bill payments that are no longer active. As well, delete inactive email and social media accounts, as well as accounts on subscription sites.
0: Well, as soon as we sign off here this morning, I guess we've got some homework to do, Monica. Well, that's all our time for today on Ask BBB.
1: Well, remember, you can contact us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram at O N T. If you have a question or guest suggestion, tweet us at hashtag AskBBB. And if you're interested in becoming a BBB-accredited business, call us or go online to BBB.org and become part of one of the largest business networks in North America.
0: And thanks for listening this morning. I'm Jim Swan.
1: And I'm Monica Braz.
0: Remember, ask BBB.
1: And start with trust.